two clubs, one called the Waterfront and one called uh, Ozone Okay. in Miami. And these were, like, really, like, you know, they were, like, super known bars um, around that time. Like, I started in the late 90s. Um, so at 17, I knew most of the the people at the door, the bouncers and all that stuff. So they were all um, friends of mine. So I was able to go in, and that's how I got to meet um, some of the, you know, the local girls that did drag and some of the legends that are still around. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I was enamored. I was so inspired by all of it that I never really thought that I would be shunted. Never would become Chantel as transgender Chantel, but I mm-hmm. definitely knew that I wanted to be on a spotlight. I wanted to be on a stage. Um, so, yeah, that's how it started. Um, I always wanted to be on a stage. I always wanted to, I wanted to pursue acting when I, was, okay. when I was in high school. And, um, you know, I never really went forward with it. I wanted to go to this art school, but my father never really gave me um, the okay to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time, his uh, his views of of uh, that kind of profession was different than it is today. So his views were that this was a profession that was only for sissies, or you know, or, and he was just he was scared that I would um, become that. But I mean, I he always knew deep down that you know what I was, that I was right. definitely not. Um, that I wasn't the norm <laughs> and that I was special. And um, But it's hard for a, a parent to accept that. So I felt like with him, with him not allowing me to go to this art school and he felt like he was doing me a favor, but instead it pushed me out in a completely different route. So I ended up in a nightclub scene. And yeah, it, it made you more inquisitive. It, more, it, made you it more did. About it really did. It, did. it made me super curious. And, and I was able to just, um, like I said, meet so many people, um, some of them Erica Norell, uh, Gloria Klein, um, Nikki Adams, um, Bianca Brinsky. These were all girls that um, inspired my my career. And just me, period, it just inspired me. And uh, I felt like... Um, I felt like learning from them and getting, getting close to them was just um, only going to help me in the end and mm-hmm. make me a better, uh, a better entertainer, a better me. So um, that's how she started. But she never had a last name. She never had a last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, she never had a last name. She was just Chantel. She was like Cher, Madonna. Uh-huh. Um, until I moved to Tennessee. I moved to Tennessee. I lived in Tennessee for about three, three and a half years. I moved her there with a boyfriend out of Miami. Mm-hmm. And um, his family lived, happened to live at that time in Tennessee. And he was just having a lot of, like, financial difficulties here in Miami. And we went ahead and we went for it. And, you know, Tennessee bound. And <laughs> I woke up and that morning because we arrived, like, super late at night. We were driving there. So uh-huh. super late at night. So imagine my surprise that morning. I was just like, just looking at a cow field, and I was just like, wait a minute, this is a lot different than Miami. <laughs> right, right, a whole, yeah, whole different world. Yeah, because it was like mm-hmm. a really small town. It was um, a, super, a town that was 20 or 30 minutes away from Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. It was called um, Lenore City. Okay. 
So I, needless to say, I didn't last there very long. And I wanted to go to to the main, to the city, so Knoxville was the New York City, so that's where I wanted to go. And that's when I started back on the nightclub scene. I started working again, um, and I was able to do every single venue in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I was very um, I was very grateful that I was not only at that time already known, but um, just to be given the opportunity to do so, to do what I love. And that's when DeMarco came out. Because there was a movie called Don Juan DeMarco, and it was with Johnny Depp, I believe, and um, and it had I think Selena. Well, yeah, she did. Selena made like a little the singer. Uh-huh. Selena yeah. made like a little cameo on that movie, and she was able. Um, she did like a song, like at a Mexican restaurant. She's just like live singing, blah blah blah. So I remember like just watching the movie just to see that, and then I just kept like looking at the movie, and I was just like. Oh, Chantal DeMarco, the Chantal DeMarco. It kind of has like a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I felt like Donald starting my DeMarco. career in Tennessee. Yeah, I felt like in Tennessee, like I was like, I need to like, I feel like I need to start fresh. Something needed yeah. to be fresh about me. So I said, why not a Latin? <laughs> and and, I, and that's the, I'm glad you brought it up because that's always a question that I ask everybody, no matter. I mean, it goes, I mean, I've interviewed, you know, Tasha Long, Tommy Ross, Jasmine Bonet. I mean, all of the Continentals since 2014. And I've always asked them, like, you know, how did they come up with their name? And I always, um, it, 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 it never fails that the way that people's names come about is just so very interesting, you know. And so for you, it was just like you already had Chantel, but then the, the DeMarco came from just a movie, Don Juan DeMarco. Right. So now, now, now I want to go and, and watch it. Um, but so, but ah, something, <laughs> something really that you, that it's really not a great, well, I'll try. That, that I'll just, I'll try and watch it. Um, something that you said, though, um, uh, wrong kind of like some bells in my ears when you were talking about, you know, your dad um, trying to keep you away from the art thing, and we kind of touched on that, but it's just something that I I want to let parents know out there. I hope that, you know, I think they're not doing it as much anymore, you know, as they were like in the 90s and the 80s or whatever. No, it's way better now. Yeah, it's so accepting, but it's so, and and, and even to the ones that are in these little, small towns and, you know, cities or whatever, it's Mm -hmm. very important for parents to know that especially in our culture, you know, someone that is gay, someone that is trans or whatever, like you cannot keep your child away from who they innately, who who they are on the inside. And the more you try to keep them away from it, the more you try to shield them away from it, the more they're going to be inquisitive and they're going to know more about it. And a lot of times what happens is, you know, once you get out of that house, and you're no longer under their roof and under their governing, then you tend to go out and explore and try to find yourself. So I always say, like, now parents, you know, for those that are still trying to shield their, their kids, there's a certain point where you can't shield your child. You can't, you can always protect them from the evils of the world, but at the same time, for who they, who they are on the inside will be birthed, no matter if it's later or, or, or right then and there. They're going to find themselves. And, and often, more times than not, you know, they're going to go out and they're going to, you know, figure out who they are. So to all those parents out there that are still trying to shield your child or whatever, you have to try to entertain, especially if your child, as me and my partner were just talking about this, like with kids, mm-hmm. like if, if my 
we were, I mean, we were walking the, the streets of New York literally only days ago, and we were, we were saying, like, with, you know, once we have kids, like, I'm not going to keep my kids. My kid wants to go act one week, and, and then they want to go dance the next week. They want to play the trumpet on the third week and play football and volleyball on the fourth week. I'm going to allow them to explore all of those things because eventually they'll find themselves. And it's, be, it's better for them to find themselves when they're young versus when they're getting when they're much older and now they're out there, you know, wandering aimlessly trying to figure out who they are. So you know, I just want to say right. that like parents, or you know, you wondering of that what if. What if Right, what if? Yeah. That time. Yeah. 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 And I know parents, sometimes it's scary or whatever, but the the time that we're in now, you know, allow your child, you know, the breathing room to figure out right. who they are. But and everybody, so thinks, for, everybody, everybody does it different too. Like there can yeah. be so much resentment. You can have so much resentment towards your family because of yeah. it. So, um, I didn't. So I, you know, I still talk about it to him mm-hmm. just to tease him nowadays and stuff, just to like just tease him. But I don't hold anything against my family good, when it good, comes good. to that any longer. Yeah. And so, so how how is your family? You know, um, with you coming into who you are now and you being a uh, a, a woman of trans experience. You know, how was how were they accepting of that? You know, were they accepting? Were they reluctant? Like, how did that that whole thing go about? It's fantastic now. I okay. couldn't be happier with the way that my family is with me, and they yeah. have met my my husband as well. And um, most of my family, even the family in Cuba, have already met him. So yeah. um, my mother was extremely accepting from the beginning. It was mm-hmm. obviously my father that yeah. was a little more reluctant to it. But um, it was something that I was that was definitely that I was not going to stray away from. Like, I, I knew what I wanted. So mm-hmm. the acceptance to me wasn't needed. I, I was already, I, you know, I, I've been on my own since I was 17. Right. So, I, I, that, you know, obviously you always want your parents to be happy and, and to be proud of you and your decisions. But at the end of the day, the way that I saw it was just like, Isabella, you're making a living you're you're doing everything for your like for you like yeah. you're paying for these things like you're making this happen you're you're creating your your what you know you are you're creating this person and um, when I told him I believe it was the way that I told him too that kind of like hurt his feelings and oh. I um I was I had just gotten my um my name changed okay. because I felt like that was the first thing that I needed to do. Um, in the process of getting the name changed, I was already in the process of getting laser because I didn't want embarrassing hair, and it's, just, right. it's a personal thing. It's yeah. a personal thing. So it's not not everybody feels the same way, but I personally didn't want that. So, um, and then you know, the next thing was to get my breasts done because I felt like I've already had my name changed, and I'm under hormone therapy and um, getting laser done. Like I feel incomplete. Yes, yes. Without without totally that understand. without that part and um, leaving the operation room like I was on my way home and I that's when I called him and I said oh, hey wow. I just want to let you know um, I love you but I want to let you know that my name now is no longer what you and mom name mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. my name is Isabella and I would love to be called that and. Um, also, I would love for you to use the right pronouns. Yeah. And 
And I said, and I just had my breast augmentation done today, and I am on my way home to recover oh, wow. from it. That's a lot. So <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Was a lot. But yeah. I mean, yeah, he already knew that I was already like, the, you know, the whole okay. that I was doing the whole transgender thing. But yeah, I don't think that he ever thought that I would go as far as doing all that. So then, needless to say, that conversation ended very, um, very cold. There wasn't mm-hmm. much that he said. I do remember just, just the phone clicking off, and I just said, "Well, did I lose the?" No, I, I felt like, well, maybe he just hung up. And six months passed, and we never spoke. Um, I never called. He never called. And it took my my stepmother at the time to um, to kind of like what she, all these months she was working on him because I always get communication with her. So right. she felt like she had to open his mind to it. So after six months, it happened to be around Christmas time and and then um, she, she said, I want you to come to the house. I want you to come over. And I said, I just don't know if my dad is going to be, like, you know, ready for that and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you are his daughter, and she, he needs to accept who you are. He needs to yeah. still love you for who you are because yeah. what is he going to do if something happens to you? Is he going to regret it later? There's, I mean, after that, you can't cry and regret things, like, you know, you've already done what you needed to do. It's bad. And if it's bad, it's bad. Right. So I I said yes, and I was extremely nervous, and I just, um, you know, packed my bags, and I said, well, okay, well, fine. She booked me the flight, and I left, and I went to go visit. And my baby brother had just been born because I have a brother. I have two brothers. I have one in Cuba, same mom and dad, and okay. then I have one with, with the um, – my stepmother now, which is the one that I was just talking about. And he, he was just, um, I think he wasn't even a year old. So I showed up at the airport, and they were both there to pick me up. I literally was just like, I'm outside trying to look for him, and he's like mm-hmm. looking for me. And then all of a sudden, we just like, just, you know, our eyes caught. And, right. we were, and he immediately just went over, and then I just gave me, like, this big hug. And all he could say was, you look so much like your mom. Oh. And from that point forward, I knew that everything with my father was going to be okay. Yeah. Because um, there's always a fear in a parent, I feel like, at times, and I feel like, but what is my kid going to look like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's always mm-hmm. that fear. Is, is, is she going to be ridiculed? Is she going to make yeah. fun of, you know, bullied or what, you know? And it's, they don't just, you know, no parent wants a, you know, wants a kid to suffer. So yeah. I, I feel like when he saw me and luckily, luckily for me, you know, I happened to be passable. And with that, it was it was like this weight just lifted off of him. Lifted off of him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it really was. Yeah. And since that point, since that since that moment, um, we've been oh, amazing, 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 good, amazing, good. amazing. He gave me up. He gave me up in the in my wedding. Like he oh, gave me away. So okay. yeah, that's, that's amazing. 
Yeah. And it, and so it, and it, take, it, it takes time, you know. It takes time, it does. As, it does. You, as you said. Um, even when yeah. someone's coming out, you know, it's coming out of gay or whatever, like even that, you know, mm-hmm. depends on what type of background you come from. Even that takes time for the parents. Um, to accept and to, you know, some people are never accepting of it. But I, I want to ask you this question, though, while we're staying on that, mm-hmm. is that what advice would you give to any parent out there in a situation of struggling with acceptance of their trans child? All I can say right now is that mm-hmm. um, I really want the parents just need to open up their ears up a little bit and have a little more communication with their child. Because I feel like because of the lack of communication, that's why we make such rash decisions, and we um, and it it can force the you know it can force your child to leave and and um, and kind of like you know go on go on a really bad route in his life or her yeah. life, and I feel like if you're if the parent's ears are always open and for and ready for and to communicate with their kids, then. It definitely would make a big difference. Most definitely. And, and so, it's, it's, there's nothing also wrong with educating, you know, even through that process of, you know, struggling through. Of listening. Um, but it also yeah. listening. Yeah, you know, listen, that, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you get to learn about, about yeah. your kids and, you know. Yeah. Starts there. So. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so very much. So you, you talked about, um, you talked about some people, you know, being an inspiration to you. So, so I, I, I want to mm-hmm. say this or ask this question. You know, I do believe in some way we are inspired by those that are either near us in a relationship and sometimes even by those that aren't aware or are not involved in our own personal space or lives, but yet we are inspired by them. Right. So I would like for you to take this opportunity to just tell us who inspires you on and off the stage and why. On and off the stage. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I never had a drag mother, so I never really had that help. Okay. Um, it just just talking about my drag community, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, about just my drag life, period. So then, I I felt like one person that really helped me a lot was Gloria Klein. She mm. kind of put me on her wing. Um, in, even in her um, extra way because she's so extra but (laughs) deep down my god she's like she's an amazing individual and she was able to not only teach me makeup tricks and um how to she would like coach me she would be in her living room and she'd be like this is how you have to walk down you have to put your hands behind and you're selling it with your face and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the way that the little things that she had that she put into it that, yeah. and, and, and I feel like and I feel like that's the reason why that woman I feel like every time she was on stage modeling gown, like you had to look at her. Yeah. Yeah, and every competition I've ever always seen her in, you know, that's just you know, from her competing at Miss National and some other competitions that I used to see back in the day, like, that's just, yeah. I mean, she was striking and she just commanded, like, she demanded your attention, Command for, that, attention. Yeah. <laughs> for that 20 seconds or whatever it was. Yes, 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 yes. And just be the most random delivering music. And yes. Not something <laughs> that you just expected. Like, I once saw her just with a, a towel, um, just wrapped in her head and one towel covering her body and she's just like doing this song and this, you know, with this amazing shoes. And she was mm-hmm. just like, 
she, she's on stage and she was wearing a Batmaki. <laughs> yeah. Well, like she was, she was, she was living her fantasy, and I was believing it too. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and that's and that's what it's all about, you know. That's that's what yeah, the new drag it, drag is about, you know, living that fantasy. So Gloria Fine, who else? I, but she 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 definitely inspired me when it came when it came to drag. Um, obviously, my day-to-day life, my, my mother. That's my biggest okay. inspiration and will always be my biggest inspiration. What's your mother's um, name? My mother has always been a fighter, huh? What's your mother's name? Her first name? My mother's name is Mina. Mina, okay. Mina. Okay. And uh, she she lives in Cuba still. And mm-hmm. um, why has she been my biggest inspiration? Because she's just, she, I feel like she's done everything alone almost. And sometimes that's that's what gave me my push, my strength when I was thinking, you know, as a teen, I said, "Gosh, can I do this?" And I just kept saying, "Yeah, mm-hmm. your mom did it. Yeah, she did it." And I'm like, "Why? Why can't you do it? You have you have a lot more opportunities over here than she did. She does over there. So, and she was you know still able to." To um, do everything she wanted to do and raise you and your brother, yeah. so why not? So she is my angel, and um, her and my grandmothers—they helped raise me. And I was always raised by women for some reason, all around me, all my aunts mm. and my grandmas. I was super close to all of them. I was never close to any of my uncles. So, um, I feel like I, I, I feel like in a way that's why I love um, the image of a woman right. so much mm-hmm. because I could relate to it. And you have a respect for it as well. And I, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, she's my biggest okay. inspiration, my mommy. Aww. Aww. Oh, I miss her. I just saw her. Like I literally, I was, I was just in Cuba in a couple. Like a week and a half ago, I was just uh-huh. there shooting my my photos for the book for Connell right. for the book, and um, I was able to you know see her even if it was just for three days. But I still was able right. to see her, hang out with her, and it's always amazing. Because I remember she is the life of the party. So when oh, she finally gets to come here to the United States and you all get to meet her, y'all gonna, okay, I get it, I get it. And right, I now I get it. I understand. Now we see, now we see where you fell off. Right, exactly. And so a lot of times we are product, you know, products of our parents. More, yeah, more specifically, our our mothers, you know. And so I love mm-hmm. that you said that she. You know, you said that she did it a lot of things alone. And then from that, I just think about her being a fighter, you know, her being a survivor and her being independent, you know. And so those are the words that kind of came to my mind when you started speaking of that, speaking about that. And that happens with a lot of mothers, you know. It's something about a woman that is so strong and so powerful and, you know, especially them being protectors of their children. And so I think about mm-hmm. a lot of mothers who are fighters, who are survivors and who are independent and they will go above and beyond for their child. So um, it's always good to hear that um, uh, a person's parent is more specifically their mother is an inspiration. So um, that's great to hear, your angel. Yeah. So uh, so tell me, what are some of your favorite things? Like what are your um, places to visit, eat, favorite food, colors, whatever? Like what are some of the your favorite things? Favorite things to do, and this is all day, every day, 
Okay. If, I, <laughs> if I did not do this for a living, I would probably be 5,000 pounds right now because one of my favorite things to do is just to lay around on the couch, either oh. on the couch or just be <laughs> just in bed, and I love to just be there with the full plate of food. And I oh, would only wow. stuff my face, and I wouldn't allow anybody to see me, but I definitely would stuff my face. Wow. <laughs> I love it. There's something about, like, just it, it's just peaceful to me. And every mm-hmm. single time I have a plate of food in front of me, I always got to be watching something. Wow. There's got to be something on TV that I got to wow. see or I like. Um, so that's what, definitely one of my favorite things to do. I love the theater. I still, okay. you know, I, I still, I still love uh, performing arts, so I love going to the theater. I love movies. I'm a big movie freak, so I enjoy that a lot. Most people find that boring. They fall asleep in a the theater, but I'm like, ooh, I'm super excited every time I go. Um, I take myself sometimes to the to the movies alone because mm. I just you know just if I have like two hours before my husband comes home that I just like I oh, well then I can make this movie and I just come back home you know and yeah. be here <laughs> but when he get here but honestly like I I love I love doing that um you said my favorite colors I yeah. love emerald green uh-huh. um I love gray. I love blush, and um, yeah, that's pretty much about it for me. And like, I love like a, a red, but it has to be like a tomato red. Tomato it can't red. just be like a, um, a blood red. It has to be more more of an orangey red. Okay. I so, feel like it just looks better in my skin. <laughs> so going back to theater, um, uh-huh. what is your favorite, let's say, Broadway play or musical that you've seen? That I have seen? Yeah. Well, in person, yeah. one of the best ones that I that I really, really, really enjoyed was Wicked. Okay. Okay. I en- I loved, 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 loved Wicked. I saw it twice. And um, one Broadway show that always, always, always stuck in my mind and I was able to watch most of it online because, you know, thank you, YouTube. And <laughs> But I was never able to see it in person with, uh, with Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard, okay. I was obsessed with Glenn Close. I think she's unbelievable. I mean, she has, she, she's a woman of a million faces. Her she, and, can, um, she can act, oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. She's un- amazing. So I was kind of kind of kicked myself in the butt a little bit when when um, she went back on Broadway to and I believe it was just a few shows it wasn't really a, um, mm-hmm. she wasn't there for a long time but I was able you know I missed that so I hope she comes back one more time <laughs> yeah and I you know I live in a, in a place where there's you know in New York there's I know Broadway you're, so lucky you're right there it's yeah right and, 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 but here, but here's the thing though like I don't get to go all of the time and I and I told myself when I moved here three almost three years ago I'm like okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and I'm always like always in that area you know always passing by and stuff but um, for me, I've seen uh, what did I, Motown was here, and Motown was really, really good. And I had got really good seats because my cousin's best friend was one of the dancers in it or whatever. So I got like $400 seats for like $40. So that was amazing. Wow. And then, yeah, and then I took my fiance to uh, last year for his birthday. I took him to see uh, 
uh, on your feet, the Gloria Stefan um, oh, uh, musical or whatever. Oh, playing in Chicago. That was really good. We enjoyed. I think I was that. playing in Chicago for uh, during Elite Weekend. Elite it Plus. sure was. It sure was. You are correct. It was. It sure I didn't was. get a chance yeah. to see that either. Ugh. That's good. And they were um because you know when we went to France, you know they were already over there um somewhere because one of the guys uh Brandon. Sergis, who used to do pageants or whatever, he danced mm-hmm. in on your feet, and he came to the he actually came to the preliminary in France. But they were out there doing the um, doing the show. I, it wasn't in Lyon, but they were somewhere somewhere close to um, to Paris or whatever. Well, yeah. Did, so, do, so, did yeah. they do Gloria? Did they do Gloria some justice? Yes, 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 yes. They did. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. What I really enjoyed was just understanding the. The thing, because you know, when when we were growing up, you know, Gloria, I mean, I I know I probably was maybe how long, maybe in like late elementary school or whatever, early maybe middle school when she was really really big, and so to find out so many things that had happened between her and Emilio and all of that during there, I mean, it's just it's just amazing to see a lot of these Broadway plays are coming that are now like the Donna Summers here, you know, they're actually you know telling the lives of you know, some of the great. So um, I'm going to, I'm just going to try to do better and, and go and see some of these plays, but it's not about me. It's about yeah. you right now. So with that said, uh, who was the very first person you saw perform in the, in, in, in our, you know, pageantry shows, or, you know, this industry, who was the very well, first Well, the very first person happened to be the very first club I went to in Miami okay. and it was the waterfront. And her name is Julie Mastro Simoni. Okay. I'm not gonna try yeah. to pronounce that. But Julie, <laughs> now she is, is she is she still doing is she still doing um shows or is she retired or still she still does. Um okay. she is um over there in Miami Day. There's also this also this, this other M C and she's an M comedian. Her name is Mariloli. Mariloli, okay. So both of them do um, a show now that happens once a month because mm-hmm. that's the only way to, for me that, that I've seen Julie um, since since um, since I left Miami. Um, they do like this theater this theater show that's like two hours long, okay. and they do like skits and they have like track performances come in and they do impersonations and stuff like that. It's really really good. Um, this happens in uh, Miami, Florida. So that's okay. the last time I got to I saw her and I was able to work with you know in that show as well. So that was wow. amazing. And it's always mm-hmm. it's always interesting and, and fascinating when you could you know you're you're coming in and you're seeing something for the very first time, seeing someone for the mm-hmm. very first time, intrigued by what they do, and then it comes full circle and then you are actually performing and you're with them in yes. that same arena. You know, it's it's, it's like you know life comes full circle. Um, what's the first song that you ever performed? When you first performed, what, do you remember the first song you performed? <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I don't even know what the what the well what's the full name of it. Woman's got the strength. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so you were dancing? <laughs> when I said I don't know how to dance, but. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I know that I was wearing like this two piece uh-huh. and super super short little skirt and oh my god, it was so tiny. And then this wig 
that I had just literally took out the bag and it had like this barrel curls <laughs> and it had a it had a really full bang too. That was like it was so thick. I was like, oh my god, this bang is so thick. <laughs> but the barrel curls, I never even brushed a wig. Nothing. You just put it on. You just I, put it on. I just threw it on. I know that. I just threw in some liquid foundation, some lipstick, and mascara. I couldn't even do lashes because I didn't know how to do lashes, and just a little liner. Mm-hmm. And I was on stage doing a, um, doing one of those uh, talent shows. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you win your first talent show? No, I did not. No, win. you didn't you win. <laughs> well, you look. You're the first. I, I just knew you were gonna say yes. I won because I've talked to so many people say, "Oh yeah, I did a talent show and I happened to win," and then that's how I fell in love and. Kept, you know, so I was like, oh, did you win? No, no, did. I did not. But it yeah. actually just gave me some, like that night, like I got exposure and I got to meet so many yeah, people yeah. that were, um, um, that were willing to help, and right. you know, that were, where like, when it came to like you know hair and, and um, clothing, and I was able to meet a friend there. His name is Fernando, and he was able to. Um, he would put me together. He would just fix my hair. He would make, you know, do my makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have, like, a bunch of dresses because he would help drag, you know, drag girls all the time. So then he would just, like, have, like, so much in his closet that he would just bring it. And I would just wear all of those things. Like, I, every time I went on stage, I was always wearing something nice that was not mine. It was borrowed. But um, that's how I got my start. <laughs> Very nice, nice. Now, yeah. from, from and that, what year was that? What year? Uh, well, let's see. I graduated in 99. Okay. <laughs> so that was like 98. I'm going to say 98, 97, 98. Of drag and female impersonation or even pageantry, what would that be, and why, if there's anything? Oh my God, I think I would. Um, I I feel like I would take out social media. Hmm. Good one. I I feel like I would because I was able to like I didn't have any of that and. Mm-hmm. We just basically just learned off each other. Like right. I would sit in the dressing room and I would watch Erica Norell come in and be so glamorous. And I would look at her and study her eyeliner, her the way she did her contouring, and and then all you do is just you go home and you try to perfect you, it, and right. it, you know, in a way. Right. And uh-huh. um, there wasn't a tutorial, there wasn't any of that. And even when Gloria, that one time that she did my makeup and the first thing she did she shaved my brows and I was like oh my god what <laughs> yes she just uh, shaved my brows because it wasn't this like oh let's cover them up with this yeah yeah this product to use and you can use this and just use this. no the quick fix was just to shave it off or just leave a little corner shave it and off a little corner and then draw it on Mm-hmm. And then draw it on. Mm-hmm. So for a couple of weeks, I looked like, uh, yeah, and they said I was wearing hats a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but God, I would just, I would take that out because, and 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 I feel like drag was so much more more personable than 
Um, personable and, and even fun. You had to. You had to. You were not. You were not meeting people behind a computer. Like you were actually shaking these people's hands and actually right. like, and they were coming up to you and you know that you inspire them or that you mm-hmm. were somebody that they look up to and or they they told you that you could have improved and you could you know whatever comments that they had for you but but you dealt with that face to face. Right. And I feel like it's just something that we don't have today. Yeah. Um. And and it's so funny how you you brought up the whole you know you. You know, sitting in the back, you're looking at um, Erica Norell and all the other ladies and seeing how they apply makeup and going back home and, yeah, and you know, perfecting it or whatever. Is, you know, Erica Norell has always been one of, the, one of the beauties, and especially we're talking yeah. Miami. I was raised in Miami, right. so she rules Miami. <laughs> yeah, and, and but it's so funny because there was, I think Jasmine Master said something a couple of years ago. Um, this is after she got off drag race, but it was so, I mean, she's very old school too. You know, she comes from the old school and all of that. And she was just saying like, mm-hmm. it's so funny how now that we have YouTube and everybody's on YouTube and everybody like, you know, they're doing these, um, these tutorials. And she was like, everybody looks like a raven, you know, everybody looks like this. Everybody looks like that. No one has their mm-hmm. own aesthetic. No one has their own look, you know, because a lot of younger mm-hmm. queens are coming up and the young queens now are the drag race fanatics and fans, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at these girls and they're mimicking them to the to the T. And they don't even yeah. have their own identity because everybody yeah, looks the same. Yeah, it's just a carbon copy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a carbon copy. So I like that whole part about taking out social media if you could change anything because social media, it just, it just handicaps a lot of, you know, a lot of us, just not even just in pageantry and shows, but it just, it handicaps us in friendships and relationships too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people just go go there before. It's like even a happy birthday. Drag was like so much more. Yeah. Was so much more personable. Right. 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 It's just not that anymore. So how did you speaking of clubs? How did you get the position at the Parliament House in Orlando? And how long have you been there too? I have been at the Parliament House. October is going to be seven years. Okay. And. Um, I did Miss Continental my first time. I was Miss Tennessee Continental, which is Miss Tennessee Continental. Hey, hey, it's coming up. Yeah, that's coming up this uh, Sunday. So, girls, 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 get your tickets to National. This is a really good preliminary and a very good promoter. So, this was my very, very first promoter, Wayne and Robbie. uh, Rest Uh in peace, Robbie. And um, and, um, I went by myself and I didn't really know what I was, you know, doing. But at the time, I was just like, you you couldn't tell me anything. I was, <laughs> I was like, I felt like I just, like, I had it. So I was like, I'm just going to show up and be, you know, and be the splash of the pageant. Um, needless to say, I did make the 12th my first year. And that was in 2006, I believe, 2006, 2007, 2007, 2007. Who won? Who yeah, won that year? 2007. Nicole. The, the, yeah, Nicole so 2007. Yeah, 2007. 2007. Yeah, 2007. So, um, yeah, I was just so happy to make it in the 12th. Because you, you continued. Um, 2007, and then what was the next year? 2007, I did 20, 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh-huh. Then I took uh-huh. a break, and I came back in 13. Uh-huh. And then 17. There you go. 
Let me see. Three, four. So that was four times. So you competed yeah, five, five times. Okay, wow. Five times. I did it five times. Um, what was I going to say about that one year when Nicole and Wayne? I know I was getting somewhere. Well, you're the, talking about the Parliament House. It'll come back to me. Oh, the Parliament House. Yes, it does. Yeah. So then what happened was that at the time I was still living in Tennessee. I did Continental. So then... Um, Danielle Hunter approached me afterwards, um, not uh, not specifically at you know after the pageant, but she saw mm-hmm. me come in when I just came in. Um, I was a guest at one of the um, preliminaries, or not a preliminary, but a pageant that they had. But she was there. She okay. was there that night. She was performing as well, and she kept saying. You know, I really want to bring you to Orlando. And I was just like, Orlando? You know, because all I knew was Miami. I, didn't, Miami. I never knew anything uh-huh. about Orlando. So she's like, I really want to bring you to Orlando. We just um, opened this new bar called Revolution. And mind you, Revolution was the old Southern Night. Right. Mm-hmm. So Southern Night became Revolution, then it became something else and something else, and now it's back to being Southern Night. So it was that building. So when... They opened it as Revolution. Um, the cast was Roxy Andrews. It was Erica Andrews, Josephine Andrews, and it was Danielle. So um, she said, I really want to bring, you know, I, I want a Latin, another Latin girl. And I said, I just don't know if I'm going to move to Orlando, blah, blah, blah. She insisted and insisted. And I said, no, I'm not going to go. But within six months, I said, I'm coming. <laughs> So it landed me in, you know, Orlando, and I was able to be part of the Revolution um, cast for a while. And um, I'm going to say about three years or so, maybe. And then I was approached by um, the Parliament House while I was still working at Revolution. Yeah. If I wanted to um, join them and... I didn't think about it twice. However, I did. Um, I had a very um, close relationship with the owner at the time of Revolution, so okay. we were able to have that conversation, and I was able to, you know, leave in really good terms. It wasn't like, good, oh, good, I'm good. just gonna pack my shit and go. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, I just said that's just like, <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I haven't even cursed yet. This is the first time. <laughs> so yeah, that's and and um and I started. Giselle mm-hmm. had um started in September and I started in October. So we started okay. in you. Wow, you know, for some reason I just thought that you was there first. Before. I thought you were there before her. Like I don't know why I thought that. But no, I was still, I was already in Orlando. So I was already known in Orlando. She was still in Jacksonville, but she was traveling a lot to Orlando. And she was doing a lot of bookings, and we booked. Um, she booked with us at Revolution a couple of times as well. So that's how I got to meet her. Nice. And the fact so, that you know, I, I I entered a pageant that she was the reigning, and I I won that as well. When, when did you When did you know that you had it? Like, when did you know that you stood a fighting chance as an entertainer and as a competitor? See, I never knew that I had it as a competitor. I always mm. said that I had it as an entertainer. Okay. And it was from that moment I hit the stage because I was so comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you need to be a successful entertainer. You have to be um, 
you have to love yourself through and through. And um, and you have to be confident, and you have to show that confidence because when you don't, it just people can people can always tell. I feel like people can smell fear. <laughs> oh yeah, it, so easily, easily, yeah. Yeah. So I always felt super confident every time I was on stage. So I just knew it was my calling. Um, as far as competitor, you know, competition. I knew what I wanted to be, and I knew what I wanted to achieve, and that was McConnell, but uh, never really knew how long how long it would take me. I honestly felt like it was going to happen my second year, to be oh, honest. Okay. When I went back as Dorothy Dan, when I did the Dorothy uh-huh. Dandridge, uh-huh. and, I, I and then when they actually called me for that five, I was just like, ooh. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then to me, it seemed like, at because I, I remember that year, like it's it, it, to me, it was like at question. You were just so because I think you said in in the question, like I'm just so excited to be here <laughs> or something. Yeah. You said like you, you, it was just excitement, yeah. like you know, yeah, said, we get it. Just, yeah. I, I said, you know what I said, I said, I said, Isabella, just stop right here, honey. <laughs> just let them know that you're excited to be here. Thank you so right, much. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made the five. It is what it is. So <laughs> you know, right, exactly. Um, so what did you, now that we're on continental, like, what did you learn about your, um, the years that you weren't fortunate to win? So every year, you know, you competed five times, you didn't win four of those times, four of the five. What did you learn about yourself either as a person or as a competitor, um, from you not winning? Hmm. I feel like it's. I feel like in a way it kind of opens your eyes too, and um, not just to your choices and your decisions, but also to who else you're listening to. So I feel like I learned that the hard way, and that's why going back the last time, I wanted everything um, that I wanted, anything, anything, and everything that I wanted on stage. I knew I wanted it on stage. There wasn't a question. There was never a, um, a suggestion. Um, I, it's just I knew exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to present, and how I wanted to present it. And I feel like that's something that I feel like every single year that I'm going to say that curtain fell on me. Mm-hmm. I it led it led to it led to 2017. Right. I was I was that confident by that time, um, not necessarily because I felt like I had I had something that they needed, but I was confident within myself. I felt comfortable and I was at peace with everything that I presented that night. Everything that I did, I knew that I wanted, and it was from my heart. And it it um it was just hard work on my end, and. Um, this wasn't a, a sketch that somebody did for me. This wasn't um, uh, here. Here, I'm, I'm sending you this gown. Here, wear it. This wasn't any of that. Um, it was everything that I wanted to do, and I just and I was not taking no for an answer. I honestly, I don't think that I was this time around. I was just not taking no for an answer. I knew I, walking in. I said, I said, I feel like something is different in the air. Uh-huh. Something is different in the uh-huh. air, and I feel like, um, and this goes out to the girls that are, you know, competing this year. Um, you feel it, and 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 it's not 
you hear that a lot, and it sounds a little cliche, but you do feel it. You really mm-hmm. do feel it. I I have to say this because I I was I, I I just wanted you to get everything out because I really want to to say this and people that know of me that are in close you know because my circle is very small it's not large you know mm-hmm. my, very, my my circle is very small but um, people that know me um, and know how I love Continental and this and the other know how I felt my observation of you. Uh, that weekend, because of course you know they ask, oh, so what did you think? And I'm like, you know, of course I'm judging you and all that. So I'm, we're not going to have conversations during, you know, during the weekend. I mean, during that weekend, you know, I'm bombarded with judging, right. which I love it, you know. But that, you know, it's business first. But what I can say, and I had already had this typed out, written out, or whatever, but I'll, I'll flow from from my mind as it relates to you. Every number one, everything that you just said was dead on. I, I told my closest confidant as well as my um, fiance that that weekend you could tell that number one she had a plan, and you can tell that by the way that pre- that she presented what she presented over the course of those two days. You know, as far as the stage is concerned, meaning you know, I, and this is just me on the outside looking in, and then me you know, of, of course mm-hmm. also judging you, but just being able to see that. She she had a different she had a nice production talent with the dancers really cute nice swimsuit beautiful amazing lovely red gown that just everybody was talking about that night you know and um I, I believe you had one gown is that correct you won gown freedom night I did or whatever and sitting there judging you like I just was like I was like amazed wowed and I was appreciative appreciative of what you presented even final night with your solo talent, with your different gown, swimsuit, all of that, because I, I, I love the fact that you can tell that, that this young lady is confident in who she is at this point, and there is no way around what she has already had, what she has planned, because many years mm-hmm. we've seen girls, whether it be in Continental, US of A, mm-hmm. EOY, or even Black Universe and Black America, you know, we, I've seen it so many times where girls will change. Well, based upon what someone else has said, oh, girl, exactly. no, put that back on. No, no, no. When, when you have a plan, you stick to that plan. Sometimes you can deviate, depends on whatever's going on or whatever, but stick to what you want to do because guess what? You're going to be confident in whatever you present because you wanted to present it. Now, let's say you walk on stage and you wear something that someone else wanted you to wear, and then you not make the five. Or you not, you know, mm-hmm. get the spot that you want or whatever. Now you're mm-hmm. doubting yourself and, re- and having a, a, a life or a year full of regrets because you aren't able to present what you wanted to on that night. And so I, I have mm-hmm. to say that everything that you just said, like, just was 100% the way that it, that it came across. And I know if it came across um, that way to me as a judge and somebody who respects, you know, all of you girls that walk, all of you women, excuse me, that walk across that stage, like, it, just, it had to register to everyone else in the audience because it was just like, that girl, got, she has a plan. She knows what she wants. She's confident. And she's going to sell it, and you're going to buy it. And they bought it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I, I, I'm so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'm so glad that you said that. And like you said, there, there's something that happens. Every girl that or woman that wins or, or whatever, that there, yeah. even guys, to so the guys, there's something in the air. You just know it. You just feel it. You know, and I always say that when the stars align, there is nothing, there's nothing or no one that's going to be able to break it. Every girl, someone stars, it's already destined who's going to be Miss Continental, whoever she may be. 
you know. But you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That energy. Yeah. You can transfer that energy to the right people and really That's right. make that connection. I believe in that. Yes. Yeah. So it's always good to have a have a plan and and keep as many. Uh, this is just my own advice. Keep as many people out of your ear as possible. Keep the ones Absolutely. beside you are, who are going stay to. Off of, and this and this another. Yeah. Go ahead. Please stay off of social media. Yeah. The moment, the moment I left Orlando, I turned off. That was it. <laughs> I will not. Yeah. Yeah. I it because I don't want to hear. Oh my God, yeah. sick thing. Oh no, she didn't turn. I just don't. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it literally plays with your mind. You have yeah. to stay zen the entire time and stay in your zone. That's right. Ladies, ladies, gentlemen out there, listen up. Sheesh. I mean, even even me as a judge, like I don't even get on social media the entire weekend. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's, it is too, it's, it's, and the Facebook judges and all of that, I, I, I always say this. I've been on the Continental for 15 yeah. years, and I always say it's nothing like being in the room. It's nothing like Everything being in the room. Team hashtag, right. team this, team that. I'm like, no, it's not about it's, a team. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's, nothing about being, it's nothing like being in the room with the excitement and seeing it for your own eyes. Um, so exactly. I'm, glad, I'm so glad that you, that you brought that up. One thing that I noticed, you know, I'm an, I'm an observer. Um, one thing that I noticed, uh, well, I, this year I've, I've watched you perform at Latina Continental, which was the day after the prelim. I, I mean, excuse me, the day after the pageant. Um, mm-hmm. Liberty, Angel City, uh, EU Continental in, in Lyon. And I watched you perform at Plus and Elite. Something that I noticed at Plus and Elite, as, I'm, as I was sitting there and watching the people go by and tip you, you had, when I say legends, an icon mesmerized, like literally mesmerized, captivated by you and your beauty and your performance. And as they say, that je ne sais quoi that you have about you, you know, where do you think you get that from? I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it just, it, it, it just, it's just who you are. It comes, <laughs> it comes, well, it, yeah, well that, and it just, it really just comes up with that, with that confidence and that respect yeah. that you um, you have for yourself, and I feel like it's just, um, it just it comes out, it comes out on stage. I feel like it definitely does come out on stage, and that's maybe that's maybe what's pulling people in, mm-hmm. why you know, why they're mesmerized, I guess, right, <laughs> or right. any of that. Um, yeah, um, uh, let's just say that I am humbled and I'm very happy just to be a part of that um of that group because there's not many entertainers that that have that. So and you, you can hold a room by yourself, just know that. Um Exactly. Wh- and what, that goes what a long ma- way. Oh yes it does, most especially in this industry. What made you what made you decide really quickly, what made you decide to compete for Miss Florida? For Miss Florida um, well, I always I, uh, that was that was probably the first pageant I was I was able to to be present at, and that was when I was still living in Miami. And um, oh my gosh, that mind you, Miss Florida back in those days, it was like an event. It was it's the pageant. Still, it, it, it still is. <laughs> still, but yeah. when I saw the it was something that was unreal. Right. Never, I never even felt it at Continental, like Miss Florida was something else. It was, um, it was a fashion show. 
I remember I remember seeing Chanel Dupree and her sisters, and they're just like, and every time I looked over, they were wearing a different outfit. They were just like, this is, it was a fashion show. It was a fashion show. And it was all the who's who's of Miami and around, and like everybody took time off to go to Miss Florida. People from all over the U.S. took time off to go and watch this pageant. Um, and some of the biggest legends, of, you know, in the drag community, in the drag world, are, you know, are former. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it was just something that was always in my heart. You know, okay. I knew that I wanted to be Miss Continental. I knew. But, um, you know, when I decided to take that time off and after 2013, you know, I I was able to to fall in love and with my husband now, Louis, and I was, we were able to, to marry in 2015. So I feel like after we got married, I, and even before that, like, I had, like, this serenity about me. Like, it was just, like, I had, like, this tranquility that I was just, like, you know, I think I'm ready to go back on and mm. compete again. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew that I didn't want to go back to Continental right away, but then I was, like, well, and then I had a friend that approached, two friends that approached me, and they said, we want to, you know, we want to sponsor you. We want to really do this for you. And I said, well, I want to come in hard because I don't want them to deny me at all. Right. So I said, I know I, I want at least 10 to 12 dancers. I know that I want this gown made that I have in my head. And that's where I got the red gown made. It was okay. for Miss Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, Everything just, you know, just kind of aligned for me. And it was, um, it was magical. It was a magical night. I will say that. What did you love about love being it. in Florida? I love that, I love the fact that I, that I am now a part of that elite group of fantastic, amazing women mm-hmm. that I look up to so much. So I, you know, just for me, to be, you know, this kid that grew up in Miami, and this is a, a, a pageant based in, you know, in Miami, and just to, um, just to achieve that, and to maybe in a way there was a part of me that still stayed in there that I was just like, God, I just want to show these people that never truly believed in me mm-hmm. in this city. I want to literally just smack them with that trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I and I felt like you know what by the time I was crowned all those thoughts just went away. Like it was no longer about me proving myself to anybody. Right. It was just about the fact that I now was a part of that amazing group of women that I admire so much. And that to me was the ultimate reward. Speaking of crowning moment, mm-hmm. let's talk about your crowning moment for Continental. Once you were named by Jim Flint as the winner, uh-huh. what was going on through your head, if anything? <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, well, just what, 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 what was going on through my head was just breathe, 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 right? breathe. Because I, I, um, I kept seeing people call, be called, and called, and I was just like, oh my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. but. You know what? I I looked around me and I was like, I've been here before. <laughs> yeah. I've been in this 
position before where, you know, people are called and I'm thinking that I'm next and I'm not. So, so um, it just kind of just, my knees, I weakened. I don't know why. I don't even know how to explain it. It was just, it was, it was a really odd experience. And, and this would, this would be every single girl that is miscontinental today or any girl that is competing to be Miss Continental, that wants to be Miss Continental, Miss Continental, Elite Miss Continental, plus Mr. Continental, any division, they all want to be called out yeah. by Jim Flint. Yeah. They all want Jim Flint to say their name mm-hmm. on that podium. And they want to be recognized by him. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I just, I, I, I got what I wanted for so long. Right. I and that's why I just I fell out, literally fell out because I, <laughs> I I couldn't control myself and um um the shock was just too much. The shock was just too much. It's unexplainable. It's 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 so odd. It's it's it was it was definitely um a moment I'll never never forget in my life. Um it was what? It's it's still one of the most special moments to date of my life. What do you feel, if anything, now this is? But what mm-hmm. do you feel is could possibly be the biggest misconception, um, either about competing for a continental pageant or just reigning as the continental title holder? Hmm. Because you know people have they have this. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do that. Oh, they don't like this. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I feel I feel like with the girls, I feel like well, I feel like with any division that come final, I feel like um, it's always kind of like being said that you as Miss Continental cannot act a certain way or or you know enjoy your cocktail or your friends right. and and carry on and just um, be a fun individual. Mm-hmm. It almost it almost Sometimes it felt like you had to be so, like, you had to be so, um, um, not uptight, but well, in a way reserved. Reserved. You have to be yeah, reserved about mm-hmm. what you did and how you did it and who's looking, who's not looking, who's judging you. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things because I've enjoyed my reign and I have done what I wanted to do and I have joined my friends as well as, um, uh, um, peers as well as contestants when it came to uh, you know shots or drinks or conversation and fun and laughter like that's what it's all about you have to enjoy your moment right. so don't let people think that you're under this microscope because you're really not yeah. and, and, then if you, and if you and if you think like that to any future Miss Continental out there Mr. Miss Plus Elite whatever if you have that embedded in your mind, you are not going mm-hmm. to be able to enjoy your reign. If you if you're looking around, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, and yeah, you you know that with every job that you have, you know, you there there is requirements. You know, every job has a requirement. There's responsibility. Yes, that's right. And you do those, and you make that happen. And you make the office happen. You make the owner happen. You make the promoters happen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have to shine as who you are because mm-hmm. then who are they booking? Yeah, a right. machine? Right. Yeah. 
It's okay to let your hair down. You know, it's okay to let your hair down. Just, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, know it's a job, you know. And so I'm glad that you said that, you know. It, it hopefully it puts um, some of the young ladies at ease. Um, I just have a few more questions. I'm not going to hold you uh, much longer, but I did want to mm-hmm. um, fire off these questions to you really quickly. Um, how do you handle adversity? Yeah. Excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. How do you handle adversity or stress being a national representative? I don't handle it. I just I ignore it. Because you don't have it. <laughs> you sound like me. I ignore it. I honestly feel yeah. like you have to ignore it. You yeah, have to you push do. the side. Because it's really not important at the end of the day. Yeah. No need of stressing out. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody that's preparing, there's no need. You know, I, I always say it's no need of stressing. I don't stress, and, and I don't like people to invite stress into my life. You know, you have to take things one day at a time. And going into every any type of competition, you know that some things are not going to go the way that you want them to. That's just, I mean, it could just mm-hmm. be the, the smallest of detail. But no, but, but if you go into it mentally prepared that, hey, some things are not going to go like I expect them to. If you just have it in the back of your mind, don't let it cloud your judgment and don't let it cloud your mind. No. Just always know that something, it, it may, it, something may happen. And if it does, yeah. always know that there's a way around it. You know, that's why you I can be prepared 98% of the time. <laughs> that's right. That one percent is always going that's right. to be circling you around. That's right. That's right. Um, I will say that your continental through the decades, I've been enjoying it. Um, I, I, I feel like it's definitely a history lesson. Um, I love it for the mere fact that it draws you, you know, it draws you right on in on each post. And, and you literally can just imagine, even if you've never seen the, the VHS, Mm-hmm. Um, you can imagine, like, each competitor vividly using your imagination just from the description. However, I suggest this. people to look up these DVDs because, honestly, yes. Yes. you don't have you, the actual copy, you can actually type it in on YouTube, and you can find a lot of really yes, you can. from yes, you past can. Um, pageants. And just take advantage of that. That's what the Internet yes. is for, right? Yes, enjoy it. I mean, I, I sit up sometimes and pull up YouTube on my on my TV, and I'm just sitting here watching all the Continental stuff and all the other, you know, from back in the day and all that. So, yeah, you, use it to your advantage, especially if it's free, you know. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go on record and say thank you um, for that. Because I think you do that in collaboration with someone, right? I do. Okay. So thank you to, to that person and, and you for producing that, and um, I can't wait to see more and more because we still have some other girls we got to cover. So I, I can't wait to see um, those young ladies um, featured as well. Uh, Chantel, uh-huh. how, do you, how, how do you want the fans and supporters of Continental to remember you? Say that again? How do you want the fans and the supporters of Continental to remember you? I want them just to remember me as that's what I am. I am a loving, giving person. I am a, I love being on a stage. I love to, to make people, to make people smile, to, to inspire others. I, I feel like it's like I feel like it's I don't know is it because it's almost over so it's like weird you know yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah are you crying no <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> I always get somebody crying <laughs> no but it's a it's a it's it, it's a it's a happy cry what, what uh, it's a happy cry and um, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> um, I before I ask you the, the last few questions, just know that I always say, you know, I always every year I get close or get to know someone on a different level because a lot of the people that have won over the years I've kind of already known or whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. you were you were someone who I I knew of. You know, I keep my eye open. I always knew who you were, seeing you compete and stuff like that. Um, uh, even saw you compete at Miss Duval that year. Um, I, that was that was oh, my very wow. first. That was that was my very first. Do even though I live wow. I used to live in Atlanta, so that was my very first Miss Duval. Um, I had never been, and so that was a, one of the very first um, times I actually saw you compete outside of Continental. Um, but I, I want to say that you are an extraordinary um, entertainer, a fun-loving person. Um, we had a great time, you know, at Angel City. Had a great time in Europe. Um, and um, I think that you embody the the type of um, uh, title holder that any system would love. And, and, and it goes back to what you were just saying, you know, be fun-loving, enjoy your friends, but also know the business aspect of it. Be responsible for who you are. You know, know who you're representing. Make everyone happy at the same time making you happy. And when you continuously do that and you, and you take that with you on every reign, no matter what it is, big or small, you know, you will have a, a larger impact. You will have an impact bigger than what you think. And so I think I can speak, you know, speak for a lot of people and say that we definitely appreciate you being the queen and being the face of Continental um, and doing exactly what you love um, and doing it beautifully, you know. So um, Aww, I definitely, appre- you. yeah, I, I, you're welcome. No, I definitely appreciate you. And um, I don't want to say to the next girl, you got some large, you, you know, shoes to fill. Being Miss Continental alone is, is a big task. But don't think, if you, if you can get on that stage and compete, you can, you can reign. You know, it takes a lot to get on that stage, you know, and you get a lot from just competing on that stage. So if you can get on that stage and compete, you can actually reign, you know, just take it one day at a time. Um, I do know that you have a few preliminaries coming up, so if you want to um, shout those out really quickly, the, the preliminaries. Yes, yeah. uh, we have Miss uh, Tennessee Connell, like I said. It's uh, right now on July the 12th, no, the 14th. No, the 15th, okay. 15th. The 15th. July the 15th, Miss Tennessee Connell in Nashville, Tennessee. Reach out to Wayne, Wayne Chandler, if you um, have any questions, or just reach out to me because it's probably the best um, avenue. Just um, if you want to become a contestant, and um, I will be more than happy to definitely guide you and help you because, you know, let you know if, if this is a preliminary that is close to you, close by to you. But it's in Tennessee, so if you look up Tennessee on the map, the surrounding areas are a lot. <laughs> right. So you can actually, like, come from, you know, basically almost everywhere and actually compete if you really, really, really want it. And these are this is a um, wonderful, wonderful, amazing promoter that is willing to put a lot behind the right girls. So, and it's not necessarily you have to be a name or any of that stuff. So don't think of that because a lot of the girls think that, Promoters only want names and no names or not. Oh, like, no. There's a lot of new yeah. blood. There's a lot of new blood. Oh, yeah. This pageant. And oh, yeah. I, that's one thing that is excite, you know, that excites me about this pageant is because it is, it, this pageant is constantly growing. And I feel like don't be discouraged. Show up because if you don't show up, you'll never win. Um, on uh, July the 16th, we have mm-hmm. two preliminaries in one day happening right here in Orlando, Florida, the Parliament House where I work. Okay. And that is Miss Metropolitan Continental and Miss Carolina Continental. That is with Jim DeMundo and Allison Thomas. So 
So right. reach out again, and um, I'm I'm your best your best uh, avenue to to talk about these um, preliminaries. And last but not least, we have Miss Chicago Continental happening at the Baton Show Lounge, and uh, that is with Paul Lopez, Jim um, Jim Flint, and Nisha Lopez. Okay, and Chicago is what day? On the 23rd, July the okay. 23rd. Okay. So we got the 15th, Miss Tennessee Continental. The 16th, we have Miss Metropolitan and Miss Carolina Continental. And on the 23rd right. of July, we have Miss Chicago Continental in Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. So my last, uh, I have uh, two questions, and they're really, really quickly, uh-huh. uh, real quick. Uh, number one, uh, let me see. Okay, so so it's for the, the uh, ladies that are competing in just a, sh- a few short months. <laughs> uh, what yeah. advice, and I mean real advice, would you give to those competing for Miss Continental for the first time, because you've been in those shoes before, and what mm-hmm. advice would you give to those that have competed before and are choosing to return? So let's talk to the girls that are competing for the very first time. What advice would you give them first? Gosh, for the very first time, definitely mm-hmm. show your show exactly who you are on that stage because that's what that's what's going to make you unique. That's what's going to make you shine. Um, that's what makes these girls, these seasoned girls that come back, that have come back in the past, um, they created their brand. So this is your moment to create your brand and your name. So definitely showcase it all. Don't hold back. And uh, just really enjoy yourself because win, lose, or not, you are being watched, and I'm telling you, and mm. this is like from experience, I was able to land a job back in Florida because of my first year at Miss Continental. So, right. and not only the, a job, I was able to land many, many, many bookings because of my first year at Miss Continental. So, if this is something that is uh, a goal to you, a dream to you, I say go at it and go at it hard. Thank you. Now, what about those that are returned or choosing to return to the stage at Continental? What advice do you have for them? Because you were in their shoes too. <laughs> yeah, the ones that um, that are returning, I honestly feel because I was there too. I feel like um, coming back with a fresh approach is mm. always best, mm. and that's exactly what I did. I felt like. Um, my life at that point, when I when I returned to Continental, was different. My energy was different, um, and I feel like that that's needed from uh, the girls that are returning that have been there before. Because um, it definitely it definitely transpires, and it um, it can make or break. So, um, and. A dog can always learn new tricks. So show us your new tricks. I, I, I love that advice. I, I love that. Giving them yeah. uh, a new approach, going to it with a new approach, you know. Absolutely. This is, this is, this is like I, the way that I'm looking at it every year that I competed, <laughs> I looked at it as this was my, my fresh start. Yeah. So I feel like every year that I did it, it was something that was fresh. I never went in with... No, knowing that 
oh, because I've been here before, I'm guaranteed anything. I was never guaranteed anything. I had to work for, for what I got. Most important. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I love the advice that you've given. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a, a, a bloodbath, I really feel. Um, I, and you spoke mm-hmm. about it, you know, uh, a little bit earlier that there are, new, there are new faces to the system, you know, that are coming. Mm-hmm. There are fresh faces that happens every year. Um, I, I, I just know that knowing the girls have seen a lot of them compete, you know, you and I both have seen a lot of them compete just at, on the preliminary level. And so we, we know what is coming. And so girls, you go, girls and the guys that are going for Mr. Tommy, you go in with the fight and you leave it on the stage. Give it your, give it your all. And just make sure that when you're on that stage and whatever you're presenting, like me and Chantel were talking about earlier, present your very best self. You know, do what you want to do, you know, and don't have exactly. any people in your ear that you become frustrated and, you know, don't do, don't do it for just the people who are supporting you financially or whatever. You've got it. You're the product. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to reign. Those sponsors mm-hmm. are not raining. Those promoters mm-hmm. are not raining. Mm-hmm. You have to sign on the dotted line, you know. But I, 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 I want to wish, for me personally, all the contestants out there the very best and of luck. And I, huh? Some, sometimes you your your best cheerleaders are yeah. your worst, um, yeah. your yeah. worst teammates. Like you need to like you need to just you need to learn how to tune that up. Yeah. At times, because they're not they. Not saying that they don't have the best stuff you know, for you because they want you to succeed, mm-hmm. but in the process of it, they're, all they're doing is just adding extra stress to you that you don't need. That's so right. definitely learn how to t- you know, turn that off and have that conversation with all of them before even landing in Chicago, Illinois. Make sure that That's those right. boundaries are already out there. That's right. We so we don't have, have no confusion. <laughs> I need total peace the entire time I'm here. Yeah. No matter what because, happens. Because what, what the people have to realize is that they are a representation of you. And exactly. you, don't, you don't want a certain type of crowd or a certain type of person to represent, especially if they're in your – it's one thing if it's somebody that doesn't even know you. But if it's in your mm-hmm. circle, if it's, if it's your camp, your group, your team, right. you know – it's a competition. At the end of the night, only one name is going to be called the winner. So mm-hmm. already have that in, in, in the back of your mind. It's only going to be one name, unfortunately. You know, it is, mm-hmm. it is the name of the game. Yeah. yeah. But this is, this is what it is. It's continental. It's a competition. We know this. So, uh, but ladies, I mean, just good luck to you. You know, put it, leave it on, on the stage. If you have any questions for me, you know, you can most definitely hit me up. You guys know that. You have questions for Chantel or Ramon. You know, you can always hit them up. They're always available. Um, you know, Skip, Dana, all everybody. Reach out. These girls to, to reach. Yeah, exactly. Reach out to some of these judges, too. Yes. No, yes, nothing, most definitely. There's nothing wrong with asking a question. There's nothing there's wrong nothing. with inquiring about something. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm What's co-signing that. <laughs> you're going to get there and finding out that what you did mm-hmm. landed you where, you where it landed you. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong After with that. It's, it's, just, it's just an opinion. Right. That is fine. It's just an opinion. And that doesn't well, mean that you. your opinion is not good enough. So right. Well, thank you so very much, Chantel. I definitely appreciate this conversation. 
Um, it was lovely as I anticipated. Um, let the, let the kids yeah. know uh, where they can uh, follow you if they aren't following you are following you already yeah. on social media. Uh, where they can follow Facebook, you. Unfortunately, I can't add anybody. <laughs> so you can just follow her. <laughs> you can, but you definitely can follow me. Just look Perfect. it up for Isabella Lopez Yero. That's Yero mm-hmm. with a Y E R O. Isabella with double L. Uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Chantel DeMarco all together. That's a Chantel with an S S H A N T E L L D. M A R C O, that's Instagram, and um, on Snapchat, just look me up for Miss Continental. Good, and and also a reminder: tickets go on sale this Thursday. Oh, um, I believe that yeah, I believe at twelve noon. Tickets on sale this Thursday. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Just um. Provide the number for the baton. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Contact the baton so loud. You got it. Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so, to reserve your ticket, please make sure you call area code 312 527 9338. Again, it's area code 312 527 9338. Chantel and I both will, of course, um, maybe the day before or whatever, or sometime before it happens, we'll share the, the promo again so you guys will know exactly what number to call and when to call so you can go ahead and get your mm-hmm. tickets reserved and paid for. And uh, do you have any last words before we close the show, Chantel? Any last words? Well, I just want all the um, these girls that are still wanting and you know wanting to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, please, 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 please keep looking at my um, my Facebook page if you're following me. If you're not following, me, please go and follow because I constantly post all the information that you need for these preliminaries that are coming up. There's only four left, so which means you have four opportunities to qualify. That's right. So, you know, it's filling up. It's filling up. So this is this is your chance. This is your moment. You have to make it happen. You have to be continental. You have to live continental. (laughs) That's right. You know, that's my slogan. I know, I know, and I love it. I love it. Uh, Live, breathe, and be a continental. (laughs) Live, live, and breathe, yes. Well, thank you so much. Hold hold the line for me, Chantel. I'm going to go ahead and play the closing of the show. Um, and you guys can catch me, uh, I don't know when. It'll be sometime soon. So just hold the line for me, Chantel, and we're going to go ahead and play the closing of our show tonight. Okay. I want to thank each of you who took the time out to listen to the show live on tonight. But more importantly, I would like to thank the lovely Miss Continental and someone I now call a friend, Miss Chantel DeMarco, for gracing us with our presence on tonight. I want to also personally wish her the very best as she closes out her remaining preliminaries for the year, Miss Tennessee, Miss Carolina, Miss Metropolitan, and Miss Chicago Continental. Now, for all of you out there listening, make sure you are in Chicago Labor Day weekend to see her and her handsome king, Mr. Ramon Ventura, relinquish their respective titles and see the battle, okay? And before I go, I would like to leave you guys with a quote of the week. Now, this one is actually dedicated to all of the contestants getting ready for the showdown Continental Weekend. Don't force the process or try to figure out how your goals will be met. Leave the path to your intentions up to the universe. If your goals matter that much, it doesn't matter how they manifest, so try not to overthink it. Positive energy will get you right on there. Once again, don't force the process or try to figure out how your goals will be met. Leave the path to your intentions up to the universe. If your goals matter that much, it doesn't matter how they manifest, so try not to overthink it. Positive energy will get you there. Once again, I'm Micah. Until next time, you all be blessed.